The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a moment with Morris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I am Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. Bringing you the newest episode, the newest installment of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. That's right. Say something with Jermaine Morris, Barry Axis, where we talk about everything going on in the life out here in the traffic, out here in these streets. In these cold, 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 cold streets. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting kind of good there, right? <laughs> I'm going to do an album. <laughs> oh, keeping it frosty going into 2021. It is ice cold, ice year. cold. Episode number 93. And the new first year, new me. New year, new me. That's right. The first episode of the 2021 campaign. Wait, we're not in two, 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 2020? We're not, we're not in two, uh, two, no? No? Switch up? Oh, two, feeling, feeling about the same, but okay, let's go. 2021, yeah. here we is. So normally I like to do a, a highlight of, of folks in the community, folks in, who've been involved in activism, who've been involved in entertainment, who've been involved in um, just all aspects of life that have done something that I think is news and noteworthy or have been inspiring or, or something along that line. And this was more of an event and a mentality. And it was something I came across and I found myself watching. I like to watch old stuff. So like I'll watch an interview. I watch a Jay-Z interview from 12 years ago to see his mindset or, you know, a Ali interview from from 30 years ago. Like to see where people were in different phases of life and then look at what they became after. You know, mm-hmm. I find myself watching a lot of old footage and stuff. And I caught myself watching this, and it was an event that happened October 30th in 1974. And uh, it took place in Zaire. Now, a lot of people know it as the Rumble in the Jungle. Yeah, yeah. And it was the fight between the former heavyweight champion, Muhammad Ali at the time, and the current heavyweight champion, George Foreman. Okay. And George Foreman, pound for pound, is one of the hardest hitters in the history of boxing. Indeed. I mean, there's people who talk about Ken Norton, Joe Frazier, Mike Tyson, dudes with serious, you know, Deontay Wilder, if you're younger, got that strong right hand. But George Foreman, his right hand was so strong that every time he would train with the heavy bag, when he was done, you could, the bag was never the same. It had permanent indentions in it because he just hit so hard. He just destroyed the framework. Of, of the heavy bag. And so him and Ali get ready for the fight. Ali's this is the comeback on for Ali. And they're going through and for seven and a half rounds, George Foreman is giving Ali the business. Like Ali's still dancing, floating like a butterfly, like he's hitting. And this is where the rope dope took place. Where Muhammad Ali just is just wanting to absorb all these haymakers and just sledgehammer like punches that everything George Foreman's got. And Foreman is just trying to tee off on him. He's trying to punch a hole through Ali. And they get to the eighth round, and George is just swinging, like he's swinging for the fences, and he's just trying to work Ali. And it gets to the point to where Ali and Foreman tie up in the corner, and Ali grabs the back of Foreman's head and pulls him close. And he says, that all you got, George? Mm. And in that moment, the fight was over. George Foreman had given this dude everything he had and, and borrowed a little bit. And Ali was like, is that all you got? And that mental break in George right there, in the next 10 seconds, Ali turned around and knocked him out. Wow. And so what I think is a moment to move forward and kind of a mentality for 
this year, highlighting that rumble in the jungle is a lot of us was Ali for seven and a half rounds in 2020. Uh, you know, some of us didn't go 12. Nah, a lot of us was a lot of us was, was getting the business like Ali was like a lot of us was against the ropes for most of 2020. A lot of us was stumbling for 2020 rib shots, head shots, like just getting worked. And I think moving into this year and this next focus really has to be you, you took it all 2020. Facts. And it's got to be, is that all you got? Facts. Like, like moving that. forward as a moment to, to setting off the year and everybody talks that new year, new me. You don't have to be a new you. It just has to be you made it through. You you made it through a global pandemic, a financial crashing, unemployment rate hasn't been seen since the Great Depression. A quarter of a million Americans dead to this virus. People, I mean, you made it through. And instead of being on the woe is me, instead of being on the my life sucks or how horrible, you made it through. You was able to look 2020 in the eye and say, is that all you got? Facts. So as a moment, recognize the rumble in the jungle, but really a mentality moving forward is, is that's the highlighted moment. I'd like to 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 show up for this 2021 campaign. Mm. That all you got. You mm. damn. I'm saying rumble in the jungle, huh? That's it, man. We made it. Rumble. <laughs> There's a whole lot of people, like I said, just from COVID alone, 250,000 people can't say they made it to today. Facts. Just Always. Always. And we're not talking about people who die from heart disease and kidney failure and drunk drivers and, and drive-by shootings and police brutality and cancer and old age and mm. all these other things that took people out. I mean, it did. It did. <laughs> all those happen too, just like they yeah. do every year. But yeah. for all of us who are still here, who are still standing, we took that seven and a half round beating. Mm. You know, we, 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 you know, some of us a little more smooth than others, you know, but, but we all made it out that year. And, and instead of just talk about how bad things were last year, really just embracing it. I took it. I'm still here. And, and that all you got. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 you know, for me, <laughs> it was endurance personified, but yeah. the actuality, it was creation on steroids so being a creator right uh, not only a creative content it, it it was a very challenging moment right because i'm so used to having facilities i mean think about it this month would be our month where we do our male mentorship manhood king and i think that we need to figure out how to still do that on a virtual level it may not be as imp impactful but i still think that when you just listen, listen after we get off the you know the block yeah. We look at the, the last probably date in January and just do it virtually. And whoever comes, whoever comes, whoever, you know, I think that we still need to do that. I got right? some ideas on that. I've actually been talking to no doubt on how to get that off. So the reality is everything that was done was facility, right? Based. Yeah. And then to be a person or an individual that relies on content, not only virtually, but as well as ground level, but more ground level than virtually having to switch a lot of the virtual things, but still maintain precision on how to keep it ground level, because it doesn't matter what we try to do. People still want the experience of other people, regardless of how much fear they want to put on with the COVID, because a lot of it's based on fear and inaccuracies. And a lot of it's based on people are really getting sick. People are really dying. And I'm not going to dispute that. 
But the reality, um, when I when I see people still celebrating the holidays, people still celebrating um on New Year's, folks want to be around folks, <laughs> right? Yeah. Human beings are social creatures. Sometimes you know you you could put us in a box, but eventually, even the even the person that's an invert or whatever the hell will uh, come out to play eventually. Like you know what I'm saying? So when you have to now still maintain a level of excellence, but still have to know that there are still people that need food, still people that need presents, still people. And when I say presents, we're talking about the holidays, still, still entrepreneurs that still need to launch out their businesses or maintain their businesses. I think that for me, my level of create creation came out where me and my daughter launched the series of delicious eats me and my daughter, and that was a a, 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 a venture that we cre- created with the Void Cafe of focusing on um, um, an ability to have young people have job readiness, but also learn some culinary skills from the back in the house and, and you know, in, in the front of the house as well. We said, well, let's create more of a delivery service for the food that we have because our location that we do our pop-ups at was closed for like two, three months, yeah. right? Then you have us, um, me and my brothers, uh, Chef Will and Chef Mike. I came up with an idea, three black chefs that we created in 2019. Um, like, let, yo, let's go ahead and let's create um, you know, a project where we're feeding the community twice a week for three months and over 20,000 families got mm-hmm. fed and served culinary right. style. You know, And this is in the midst of COVID not being a thing. But we was like in our first shelter in place alleged lockdown, right? And it was kind of like, uh, what are we gonna do? And now <clears throat> since we did that, it spawned out. So many other folks are, you know, delivering and serving food, and, and that's an awesome thing. But yeah. we was like the calipot of that, and we got a lot of recognition for that nationally, right? And then in the midst of all of this, uh, what is that? Protesting, right? And all this, um, uh, this rage and, uh, uh, and summer of out, uh, yeah, the summer of uprising in 2020 of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, um, George Floyd, and you had cities burning all throughout, not just in a particular area it happened, all throughout, uh, uh, you know, the United States and even globally at some particular times. I mean, literally, riots. Uh, uh, you know, uprising, looting, um, you know, just carnage in America. I still was able to find a way to make it make sense, right? To speak truth to power, continue to fortify, but also define and break down what defund police looks like. Not abolish, but defunding police looks like. Not in a way of saying we want all police out, just saying reallocate the funds, and then being able to be in that moment and standing strong, standing tall throughout all of the controversy and all the the BS gimmick uh, organizations that always pop up in these moments and then disappear after the moment is gone after two months because that's always like what happens. Of them, yeah. Uh, I mean, shit, <laughs> ninety five, <laughs> right? Yeah. And still having to be who I am and still having to deliver strong, powerful messages. Me and my coalition, Black Friday Coalition, we still came out with the Black Food Fest. We okay, still so came out with Shop Black Friday Sacramento. So, so st- stay in there for some, because one thing I want people to get to is is to not only hear it, but to then like be able to do something with it. Yeah. So there's some people out there who are like, how? 
Like they lost their job. They uh, somebody got sick. Um, maybe it was just depression. Depression all time high this this past yeah. year. Depression, alcoholism, <laughs> a lot of these things. So for somebody like yourself, so when you think of okay, this didn't happen, but this could happen. This where does that come from? For me, may not have that. That may not be their yeah. card. So yeah, but here's the thing, King. I was going through my pandemic where everybody else was still living their lives and everything was still open. Everything was still, you know, I'm going through my own pandemic. I'm sitting here, no job, repo car, um, you know, trying to figure out, still trying to create this idea that I've had in my mind of yeah. serving the community, building with the young people. It still wasn't there where it was sustainable, where it was a business compared to just an afterthought, something that would actually, excuse me, something that would actually pay me and pay others, right? I still was in that yeah. moment. Yeah, so I saw this coming a mile away, <laughs> you know? I, 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 you I, was already on this trajectory brother, before listen, the stuff kicked in. Jermaine, when this shit popped off, bro, I was like, let's go. Off top, I was like, let's go. Because I had been, and the cool part about it, and some people may relate, Everything is continually to able to move. Nothing stopped yeah. when I was going through some of the toughest times of my life, right? And this is with me still having a high school daughter, right? We're not talking about grade school. We're talking about now high school where all of the, the, the attacks on her with, with her self-esteem is going to be readily, and I have to be available to be able to, if I'm going to be a good parent, yeah, <laughs> baby, girl, you got to be. Oh real. man, brother, I got to be yeah, right real, in my man. mind. And I'm telling you, I was, I, I, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> Thank God to the Most High, but I was still going through hell on earth. Setback, 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 setback. Transition, transition, and I evolved, and it became what you see now. For a lot of people, they're trying to figure out like how, and no, because I saw this happened before but the one thing about this in particular this pandemic that we all shared everybody was affected yeah. maybe not the one percent because yeah. they probably probably they were affected just beneficially yeah they, they probably flip it right you know what i mean yeah. toilet paper really wasn't affected disinfectants weren't really infected i mean they were like now the top chain thing like they yeah. finally got respect like the toilet paper was like yeah finally right but when you look at it Everything stopped. There was no more going to the bar. There was no more going to the movie. There was no more just jumping on a plane freely and going to state to state doing whatever you wanted to do. There was no more entertainment value and there was no more of a luxury to dance your problems away. And there was no more of a luxury to go hear your favorite artist with a thousand of different people that probably was going through the same thing you was going through but guess what we had these three four hours of listening to drake <laughs> get yeah. us out of our issues in this <laughs> this place where i can feel the energy and vibe we all had a pause at least for that first two to three months we all had a real 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 pause of reflection and figuring out everybody not everybody excuse me a majority of people were losing, either losing their job or their job was shifting and changing to a different narrative. Now you're staying at home. Now you're having to be what? With your kids all day. 
like let them, I don't even know who these I don't even know half these little niggas' names. You know what I'm saying? You gotta like hey, you. are you you're ta- you're the you're the talk, ta- you know what I'm saying? Like, because we were so out of touch with all of the things that were or should be important, but because in this society, um, and especially in this capitalist society that we live in, they call America, we're always on the go. It's always about production and it's always about profit, producing and and pr- yeah. providing your production to be profitable. Yes. Now you have to slow down. You have to check yourself. And me being a self-made person, my managerial style comes from me. It doesn't come from somebody that's going to micromanage me. My way of earning comes from me. And the unfortunate part about the fortunate parts of these things, I was in a right place that because I do so much community work, community will rely on me to give support opportunities and that's kind of where i climbed in into action creating all the things that i did and at the same particular time i wasn't controlled by the thoughts of well we're not going to do the black food fest i remember when i was arguing with my um colleagues you know about it because then on top of covid we'd had the fires and everybody yeah. was talking about the fire people, conditions people and how so much was going on in 20 so i said you know what i don't give a damn i don't give a damn about any of that and on top of when you think about <clears throat> the protesting, I can still be as unapologetic as I've always been because now a lot of the things that I have been talking about and Nichols is looking at me like I'm crazy because remember, we've been doing this podcast for a while and I've been dealing with you for, for ye- more years before even the podcast. Yeah. I've been in I've been in a consistent same voice, Man, same, same exact freaking yeah. thing. Yeah. Now it's become there's unreal. no narrative shift. There's no narrative shift. It's just like boom. And it's always been about why do you continue to believe and trust in a system that don't give two dams about any of y'all? And this is not just a black thing. This is a all people thing. And it's always been that line. It's like, hey, white people, I know you upset at us black folks for whatever reason. I don't know, but you know, even though you are winning in life, but you do know if you're not a part of this one percent kind of in crowd that they got popping off, the selective group, right? This VIP group, you do know. You just like me. Like, yeah, you do know this shit. Like, I understand you got problems with my skin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we jump a little higher and do a little few things that are a little bit more saucier than you. But you do know that they don't give two dams about you, right? And I think that it's come a, some of the things that really came into the forefront, even though you had the emergence of a lot of the racial things that even identify themselves and magnify themselves and the pandering that that was just explicit by 20 it still was a breakthrough for not only myself to feel vindicated like oh, well, sorry, I, wasn't I, you, I wasn't the crazy negro yeah but it, it gave people a, a scope to really look at what they have been doing and and the projections they thought in their life and really having to understand that this system that you bought into this system that you thought was going to protect you ain't even really here for you because when I listen to my essential workers talking about they're not getting hazard pay, right? When I, when I, when we watch like six to seven months of a battle for us to just get what now folks got was $600 when we were arguing about $1,200 and six, six to seven months go by and there was no stimulus package. And now Nichols got 600 and all the same problems remain. And as we look at the situations that we're currently in, as I say, when I said earlier, oh, we're, We're not in 2020 no more because 2021 looks exactly like 2020. And when you look at 
the elections that we just went through, right? Yeah. In 2020, I think that I was in every big moment moving my community, championing for my community because I was already prepared. And I am not a person that relies on a system because I created my own alternative system. The greatest part about that is if I could get a lot more like-minded people and create more systems that were more fluent when we talk about school, we talk about other things, we talk about own food, we talk about manufacturing, we talk about producing things to really be able to cut the chain. We talk about community policing. It would be great. But just as much as I knew I grew, I saw how um, how immature we really are. Because in this system, I realized a lot of us are too codependent and we will never get our independence from a system why? Because we need the system and we do not want to be accountable for our own system or responsible for our own system. And that, okay. to me, spoke volumes of 2020. So for the person that's out there and and, and so we our 2020s were different. Yeah. And so because uh, I was somebody who I work dual a, a job and by, and licensing myself out. And then there were some opportunities that I used to be used to be regular opportunities that were gone, like uh, public venues and, and doing things. But like just just like the well ran dry okay. and then had some medical stuff like like I, I, I was rope doping for, for part of 2020. I was I was, I was taking some on the chin um, for the year and had to start over. And, and I think that there's probably, you know, what is it, 30 some odd million new unemployed people in America, like not to mention the people who are already unemployed, but, but like 30 new 30 million new unemployed people who find themselves maybe in similar positions where they have to start over. And so if somebody's in that space and they're like, okay, what you're saying sounds great. Like build your own, start your own, you know, use what you got, start where you are. Um, but my skill set is not universally marketable. Like I was a supervisor at a company that did a particular thing. Mm. You know, if you have like, a, like, like, so as a chef, that's, that's a, that's a vocational skill that you can work anywhere, anywhere. Cause everybody got to eat. Yep. But if you were the supervisor at Staples, <laughs> you know, use assistant manager at Kinko's. Uh, and now you're looking to, to do for self and get yourself, you know, in a position to where you can build and do for you. There's some folks that don't have that much optimism. You know, so if somebody's in that position where this, the 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 unemployed, the EDD run out, if you got on uh, EDD at the start of the pandemic, even with the extensions, you're done. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll get this one little stimulus check and sidebar to this with a lot of people. You know, I was talking to some 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 financial friends. Most people who took the EDD money all year didn't take have the taxes taken out. And now they owe. And so you owe. So you sat there and got checks every week through the EDD stuff, but didn't have the federal withholdings. So when you file for in 2021, they're going to hit you with all that money that you took that you didn't get taxes for. And you're like, well, how am I going to get taxed? I ain't had a job. And however, they, Uncle Stan will still go on his money. But care. for the people who are like, all right, I want to get like you, Barry. I want to get to the point to where I could be self-sufficient. I can get, get, you know, you're looking for like-minded people. I'm of the mentality, but I don't know what I can do that carries over into being self-sustaining. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? So what would you say to somebody who's in that boat, who doesn't have a vocational skill like cooking, who's not a plumber, who's not an electrician? Like I said, there's assistant manager at Kinko's. There's assistant manager at Target. They had a job that they just worked up to that pays them a certain amount of money. But that's not really a skill set that carries over, per se. Mm-hmm. What in folks that? I, I, I think that you have to find what you're good at, what, what, what drives you, what wakes you up in the morning, what's your passion. And I think that a lot of those folks, um, you know, they become so trapped into this idea that it can't happen to me. Right. And that's what I used to have. The mentality of like, this ain't going to happen to me. I'm never going to sign off a hundred and hundred thousand dollar um, grant. That ain't, nah, that ain't, I'm not going to be able to get, um, you know, certified in this way. I'm not going to be able to, you know, reach out to hundreds of youth and employ them throughout the year. I'm not going to be able to do that. You have to be able to want to start and have the ability to understand you know, as our great brother Minute P. Hustle said and coined it, because I know we've all said it, that this is a marathon. Yeah. And in a sense of it, like it's not going to happen overnight. None of the stuff that I'm doing happened overnight. 2008 is when I started Voice of the Youth and I had contracts immediately and then everything fell over the hill by 2011 and 2011 to probably 2013 was one of the most mm, difficult moments where I thought 2004 when I got laid off <laughs> of one of the jobs I had for like six years um, and I was at the hot height of the, 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 the chain system. I was a food manager over at this facility that I used to be, um, you know, just a counselor. And now I'm controlling like the food and processing that. And this is when I'm still going to culinary school. So I'm like, shoot, dude, I'm straight. Just bought a house. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Boom. And here I got hit. So I thought that was the pinnacle. But in reality, the pinnacle was in those moments of transitioning from 2008 literally to 2014 where everything started to come together. That didn't make anything easier. But the process, you have to start. You can only, for me, you can only be the one that controls your success and your destiny and your opportunities. What I did in 2020 is got the obstacles given to me and created them into opportunities. So if you don't want to go to school, if you don't want to go to a vocational school, if you don't want to try um, cooking or baking that pie that your auntie made famous, but you know how to make it like no other and you make it exactly like your auntie and your auntie probably used to sell it and everyone used to love your auntie's pie, but you're sitting on this recipe and you don't think that you could pull it off because you just are afraid a lot of the stuff that people uh come into conflict with is their fear i had no fear of failing and that fear of failing and that feel that people won't like it is always the thought but you just got to understand if you buy into it and maybe three other people buy into it the whole world will probably buy into it i would have never thought in my day that me creating something that was a childhood favorite of me and my brothers oxtails that my dad cooked literally these oxtails like this was a main event this was sometimes bigger than christmas you know what i'm saying and, and the thanksgiving meals are like yo pops is cooking the oxtails you come home and be like what is going on and then when my aunties used to bring it through the holidays it was just like yo y'all niggas know what it is man it's these oxtails we didn't get it cooked every day and the magnitude of how powerful this 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 recipe and this dish was 
and having to like go to the East Coast just to get it or just to places like in Southern California or, or, or Louisiana South just to get it because they don't really cook it like that that often here. You know, yeah. you rarely find it right and, 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 and cooked in a way. To know that, especially at this point, usually it's somebody. If they're our age, it's brother, grandma, grandpa. Listen, right to be able to get that recipe or and switch it up and fine tune it in a way that I feel it's a little more conducive and it's easier for me to cook, but it tastes as as just as proper and just as seriously delicious as it does. To take that opportunity and and see how I'm flipping oxtails like I used to flip bags of twenty sacks. It's almost like wow. But this goes back to when I was a young child watching my dad like, yo, let me throw the carrots in, okay? And cooking up and just cooking up maybe, cooking up maybe the onions or him telling me just go go somewhere else because <laughs> he's in his zone drinking his wine, listening to his, his, his Haitian music. And I'm like, man, smelling that stuff. And to know years later that would set me up for when a pandemic really pushed or even before it pushed, I increased – the numbers for my deliveries from going from me and my daughter was what doing every first and third of the month to every weekend pop-ups as well as a lot of catering and just watching how that part helped just pay the official bills when other monies wasn't coming in. Like that was just the thing we were getting orders like we were in a restaurant, right? Like that to me, it speaks volumes to the creativity, but it also speaks volume to looking at fear in the face and saying, guess what? I'm going to do it. I can only be mad at myself if I don't try. And I can only have so many opportunities. And this was the greatest opportunity. So outside of just having people coming from the African market, we then started having now people that would just see the pictures. So now you got everybody at home. I'm, you know, me, I'm pretty good at social media. I'm just, I'm putting out the pictures. The shit look good, at least, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, let me at least try it. I mean, God damn it. Yeah, I haven't had oxtails in 20 years. And brother, because you're a vegetarian, but I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you to have it. And brother, (laughs) we knocked it out the ballpark. So for those people, sometimes when you're sitting back, you got to ask yourself, your success palette, are you just that lazy or are you fearful? Because those are two different things. Fearful and lazy. Two different, different, right? Some people, to be honest with you, bro, and that's why I say the system will always be intact because some people are just system folks. This is okay. All right? I'm going to... I'm going to be the low-hanging fruit. Some people like myself are outside thinkers. So one thing I would say with it, because I I think there is a different demographic Because in thinking about that. I think there are lazy people. I think those who are just like, I ain't trying to do all that. Like, they just... Nah, man, I'm good. That, that's too much work for me. That just sounds like a lot. Then there, I think there are those people who are afraid, uh, afraid of failing, afraid of uh, looking embarrassed. Yes. Uh, some people are afraid of success. Sometimes some people are afraid of what if it does work and it becomes overwhelming. And, and Because they can't handle success. Yeah, as I'm saying. So there's a fear. But I do believe that because of how our system is set up in this country, that they're like you call them system people. You know, from the time that you're 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 born, you're you know indoctrinated into a system. You know, play your position. You know, go to school for X amount of hours, go to work for X amount of hours, get you 15 minutes. If you work longer than this, you get you a 30 minute break. Uh, you show up when we tell you to show up. You leave when we tell you to leave. Uh, stuff like mandatory overtime in, in certain seats. Like there's there's people who are just they've been in a system for 10, 20, 30 years, and at this point they're just conditioned. Yeah. 
So I, I think that's probably, I would say there's the lazy folks, the fearful folks. And then I think that those, for the people who are not taking advantage, those, those conditioned individuals. So for lazy people, they're just where they are. Lazy people yeah. kind of accept whatever, it, you know, whatever. And, and again, real quick, I cannot speak to lazy because that's not who I am. So yeah. they won't understand this talk. That's what I'm saying. So we're going to put them on the side because yes. lazy people, you can give them every opportunity in the world. They ain't going to do it if yeah. they ain't going to do it. So yeah. we put them over I'm there. talking more or less for the people that got something in them that is fearing to go to that next level because they don't know the outcome. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So for, so for the fearful people, if you're afraid of, of failing, if you're already losing, you have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, guys are afraid to ask that girl out. Well, you ain't dating her right now. So if you, if you ask her and she says no, you are no worse off than if you shoot your shot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you making the attempt, you are no worse. You already right now, you already losing. So the 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 what you're worried about happening to you, failure wise, is is not going to be worse than where you you currently at. But what I would like to to speak to and, and ask you, because I'm sure you come across them like I come across them, are the conditioned people. You know, there's people who are at their job for 15, 20 years who were laid off in 2020. And they'll tell you, I'm not lazy. I work 40, 50, 60 hours a week for the last 15, 20 years. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to try. I just do, the entrepreneurial, uh, the one person who goes over the hill to scout out to see what's going on and come back and report that the the maverick side, that's just not their wiring. That's not their DNA. They're, 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 they're a systems guy. They're just tell me what to do. Now, when you tell me what to do, I'll go 120 percent at what you what you direct me at. Yeah. But I'm not the person. I should not be behind the wheel. I don't make decisions like that. I don't you know, I'm not quick that way. I'm not aggressive like that. Um, Where do those folks get in? Because there are some like almost like designated employees, people who are the worker bees. Oh, yeah, brother. The worker bee got hit. Yeah. With a virus called entrepreneurship. Like, why am I actually doing this? And I think that's the greatest thing. Because in this pandemic, right, what I do know is entrepreneurs like uh, Mark um, and, and, and your boy who owns Amazon. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, boy, made $88 billion in six months. You know what I'm saying? And, and all these other, you know, folks that have built their brands and anybody that came up with a hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer at that particular moment, right? Shouts out to my homegirl, uh, uh, you know, Live With Nature, Olivia. She's, been going, Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> She's been going crazy with the hand sanitizer, like real shit. Um, I think that you got woken up to the reality that even in this pandemic, people are still winning. So yeah. Yeah. it's your choice if you want to win. And that's the cold attitude I think that you have to have. You can, if you want to, hide in the house, be a a, a COVID-19 freakazoid. No one come by me. Have your gloves. Have your mask. Have your body wear. But guess what? People are still producing in a moment of chaos. And I think that when you have to learn the time is right, it's never going to be the right time. It's never going to be perfect. You just have to go and do it. I think that my imperfections allowed me to stop away from being perfect and having everything so lined up that it just said, just go dive in. 
That's not saying don't take some swimming lessons. You don't want to be a fool, right? You don't want to just dive in an ocean and you don't know how to swim in 12 feet. But it got me to the point where I swam long enough in 12 feet that I feel like I could dive in the ocean. And if you are a person that is sitting at a computer, that's a skill set because there's so many other people that now need, you know, a, 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 a virtual assistance, right? Yeah. That need um, social uh, uh, media managers because really what happened is our virtual society, a society that we have been connected to with all of the social media popping up from TikTok to um, Snapchat to IG to Facebook and, and, and all these things were after MySpace, right? Like MySpace is not even a thing anymore. What it did, it, it, it just created where here is free advertisement. You just got to figure out what are you advertising. Here is free space to put content. You got to figure out what kind of content that you're going to put out. It was so crazy. I saw, and this is talking about creativity. I saw a family, and I think this was the stupidest thing, but I had to respect their creativity. Okay. They did a quarantine's Olympic. This white family just like went around the house, like it was quarantine Olympics, right? And I'm watching this shit. I'm thinking to myself, like, this is the dumbest thing, but it was the most creative thing. Because one, I can't say nothing's dumb if ESPN is giving them a whole like 20 minute feature. I was about to say ESPN had that thing where they were doing marble races. Bro, listen. I mean, there's a market for everything. That so so this family and this these twins. They come up with these ideas, and a lot of these games is so funny. We've utilized these games when we were able to do our pop-ups, like the Oreo cookies um, you know, game where you have the Oreo on your face and you're trying to put it in your mouth. It's all these kind of different games, all these weird-out games, but this kept them pumping. This got them national notoriety. It, it was creative, and I guarantee you now they're branding. They had sweatshirts quarantine olympics i just saw this one couple who lost both their jobs during quarantine and they with basketballs right created little um planet plant holders with with the basketballs right like cut up the basketballs and he put the little plant in there so now it's like a a, a, you know a decoration kind of plant holder my home girl shots out to my, my queen uh, you know what I'm saying? She she was going down in Oakland and she created uh with her homegirl out uh, in Oakland. They they have this like greenhouse that they, they created during the pandemic. Like, like, you know, have this greenhouse in Oakland. They've been featured in um, you know, all kinds of different magazines and getting notoriety. One of our also um our local queens over here who owns, I guess I'll forget I, I wanna the Golden Girls hair um a, a, a salon or a product or something like that but was put herself on a map with her homegirl got on Forbes when they started doing um I, I feel like they started selling hair and, and there's some different kind of way how they did it they just started like pushing product you know on the internet and they hit like a million so I think that there's a lot of opportunity in the chaos and when the obstacles come it just depends on are you fearful or do you have the n- enough strength and capacity to just go ahead and just jump in the ocean and just say, fuck it? I mean, and that's sometimes like really that it has to go to. There's too much opportunity and there's too many people and especially there's too many people sitting at home wanting to be entertained. 
There's too many people sitting, want to get advice. There's too many people just waiting for a new product that they can go ahead and say, oh, I need that. There's too many of those folks. And I think that for me, when you come down to um, actually seeing this thing full circle, this was probably one of my more creative, and I am a creator all in when things are popping, but to be creative in this setting, it, 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 it allowed me to really, and it's no disrespect on people that have gone through it. This was probably one of my more profitable years. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so, so, so we got the folks out there who are doing it fi- for financially. So the ones who, uh, at some point just going to have to bite the bullet or accept the outcome. Yeah. Um, so, so now, you know, you got these first waves of vaccines coming out. Um, like I, a partner of mine, I talked to him last night. Uh, him and his whole family in, got COVID, and he was just like, "Man, it's the worst he has ever felt in his life." He said, "Man, it just feel like, 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 like Foreman had him in the corner. It's like the muscle aches, the body aches, the bad flus. Like everybody, you know, his mom, his mother is older, uh, and she got it, so they're kind of worried about, you know, uh, really watching her and her health." And so people are going to try to get their money together, but some folks need to get their life together. Some people's problems are not financial. So there, there's, there's the financial folks. Okay. If you, if your job is gone, you're going to go the entrepreneurial route or you're going to figure out your own business. You're going to figure out, get your paper straight. There's people out there um, who they're worried about their health concerns. They're worried about other people in the home. Like, yeah, I'm willing to go out and work, but I got a newborn baby and my mama live with me. So if I'm out there all day, I'm worried about what I can bring back. Like, like they're making decisions that way. Uh, the person I've been messing with for the last three, four, five years, we learned in 2020 that we ain't as tight as we thought we were. Wow. Because we didn't spend all this time together. And we realized in that we appreciated that 10 hours apart <laughs> that we used to have when we would go to work. Mm. Um, people realizing their children are more like what people say than <laughs> what they believed. Wow. Like they really now have you to understand that. You about your child. Yeah. Like the, the, you feel about the your teacher, child. The teacher and the, 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 the counselor and the, the mentor wasn't tripping. Yeah. The teacher was tripping. It was the school district. It was politics. It was whatever. It was all these things. They had a bias against your child. Like all these things you didn't heard about your kid. Uh, that you never saw because they get all Eddie Haskell in your presence. Facts. And then they get terror when they get out in the streets. Well, now they've been home all day. Boy. And you've been homeschooling and you starting to see a little bit more about what th- them things you heard about your son is a little more accurate than you used to believe. Exactly. Or your daughter. Now, I'm about to, I was about to get there too. <laughs> people kept saying about your daughter, you start to see all that time she's on the computer, on the phone. Now you're a little more aware of what she's posting and who she's talking to. So now you'd have been in her inbox. Facts. Now you'd have been in her DMs. <laughs> and now you're starting to see some things about your daughter that you didn't see before because you, you've gone out the house 10, 11 hours a day. She was in school. Y'all didn't interact. So what about for the people that need to get their life together? It's not about their paper. Okay. They health. They, they, they family structure, they relationship, get it. you know, they, they like, mm, this ain't what I thought it was. Listen, bro, the come the baby white Jesus moment that people were having because 
a lot of times, again, when I said, when I was going through my personal pandemic, you know what I had to go through a lot? Self-reflection. I had to deal with Barry Axius. No longer was I smooth bees, 24-hour hustler, the man of man and whatever the hell. Like, I was like, damn, I got to get back to Barry, huh? Mm. No more drinking, partying, and having an excessive amount of different things. Not drugs. I don't want anyone to think that because I don't do, I've never done any kind of drug. Only thing I've done is marijuana um, and maybe some mushrooms. <laughs> but I, I didn't have that the, the outlets, right? I couldn't play the blame game no more like couldn't say papa couldn't say if my auntie did this you know if wish i had my mom i couldn't do none of that stuff i was a grown-ass man now. yeah and i gotta live with what i created the outcomes of my life like that's my fault that the girl's not with me right i played a part in that i can't blame her for finally saying yeah nigga, i'm done <laughs> you know what i mean i mean how many more times i gotta catch you in some fucking bullshit like i gotta yeah. no stick with me i had to sit there and I had to look at myself, me and my brother Coco, um, we always used to sit there and say, I had to look myself in the mirror and ask myself what kind of Negro I am. I am. And that's what I had to do. What did I want my daughter to reflect on? If something happened to me, what would I want the world to say? What would I want my child to say about me? What kind of lies would I live in that I no longer believed? I was, you know, what kind of lies was was trapped inside of me that no, not, I can't even believe the motherfuckers no more. Yeah. So my self-reflection, analyzing who I was and what I wanted to be and truly what made me happy, what sacrifices I had to make to get to this point, that moment while everybody else was partying, I didn't have the money to party. You know what I'm saying? Like I had my daughter. Like I didn't have, you know what I'm saying? Like I was out of the loop. It allowed me to figure out, you know what? I may need an accountability partner. I may need a vent partner. I don't need to vent my issues to everybody, especially no. not social media. Um, but I I need like a a, a hand, and you know, and I'm and I'm thankful to have you know people in my circle, even yourself, when I really need to like really press on shit. Um, just to be like, yo, and I know it's trusted. I know it's like, okay, that shit's staying right there. You know what I mean? It's in the treasure chest. Like I'm equal there. It's not. Wait a minute, nigga, Dre, why'd you put that on? <laughs> I just told you it was like in order for me. To keep myself balanced, and I tell everybody, as you grow older, you're going to need an accountability partner, an event partner. You may have a few, but sometimes you want to maybe taper that down. And sometimes it's got to be someone's event partner and someone's an accountability partner. They don't always have to be the same, but I've got lucky to have a few of the same. I was able to now process, and I wasn't feeling like I was losing my mind or going crazy, and I was vulnerable. Like, I think that a lot of the times, the simple fact that we feel that we can't be vulnerable, especially as men, we got to be so strong and we got to be this he-manic kind of guy. And this, even though I, I'm in the 2021, my whole idea is bringing the alpha male black, uh, like for real, because I think we're losing that. But identifying the alpha male also has emotions, but it's not a wo- emotions that keep us and make us weak. And that's where I had to start realizing these emotions that I have are not weaknesses. It actually provides a great outlet for me to say, yeah, I'm freaking human. I am not Superman. So I posted something earlier today. I said um, I said something about, you know, um, my poker face and my smile. It kind of like basically cloaks some of the pain. Right. And someone had to put up there like, wait a minute, you're human. And I'm like, 
Yeah. It's just because I don't allow, and that's just so great about it, right? Yeah, like, I don't allow every moment I have to social media because those are where my accountability partners and my event partners, those are the, where they play the role, right? And I don't need to object, uh, 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 subject myself to be like, oh, there's this is this, this is. No, I don't need to say nothing. I don't even need to point who they are. But yeah. that's my therapy. Or for some people, go hire a therapist. Because black people with all of the PSTD, whatever the shit that we got, uh, <laughs> we need therapy. Yeah. So I think that in those moments, King, I was able to do so much self-reflection. I was evolving so much that alone time, when this happened, it was nothing. And I am so fluid at what I see because I'm never exerting myself to just jump the gun. I'm always analyzing, processing it, thinking. So as many people would sometimes think that, ah, this nigga would just be going off. No, no, no. If I'm telling you something, trust me, I've analyzed it and I've paid attention to it and I've talked to myself and I've asked other trusted folks, well, what do you think? And there's about 10 things that I'm listing. It's not just one thing. <laughs> I'm not going to blow up at one thing. And then I was able to control my anger. Jermaine should not be able to have me go to a place that I am going to do something physically to Jermaine that will cost me 10 years down the line. Yeah, because that saying? like that mentality, especially attached to, to males, is, is not strength. I am not. That's not strength. That's not control. Not that's foolishness. That's that's allowing someone to control you. Yeah. And I got back the control. Right. I got it's like, oh, give me the controllers. You know what I'm saying? You're not playing the game. I am. I got so, back to control. So, so with that, so you know, I do the, the the coaching classes and all that. That's the first lesson we go through is take control. Yeah. About control with control the controllables. That's yourself, your behavior, your reaction, your degree of research, your degree of your your mentality. Like, and 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 that's the thing. So, when you find yourself with a child that you really don't know, because you let the child go here, you let the child go here, you let the child go here, and you start figuring out damn, what am I going to do for this child? And the child starts figuring out, damn, mom, dad, or whoever you stay with, you ain't got no real content. You don't got no real principles. You don't have no real integrity because you're not whole because it's nothing that you set up, you know, because you were so used to saying, go to school, go to football. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Play the game. Here's my phone. You ain't never had to set up. And that's the cold part about parenting nowadays. Parents don't really have to be parents, but this made them have to become parents yeah. if they really were a parent. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, they have to parent. They just have to hand out work assignments. Exactly. This is where you be at today. You're, all right, catch up with you later. Mindful, there are parents that I still believe should be getting some kind of stipend for doing the things that they do because there's some great parents. But then like everything else, there's a lot of bad parents. Well, and I, I, think that, I think that, real quick, I think that the biggest two things and these key words that we hate in our black community, I had to finally do is say, I have to take accountability and I have to be responsible for where I'm at and the consequences that have reflected some of my decision-making. That's how I created the changes around me because I started being responsible for self and accountable for self. I knew when I fucked up and I didn't try to place that blame on somebody else. And I think that's what a lot of us continue to try to do and we nail it all the time. Oh, well, sure. I mean, I'm just good. So-and-so. No, nah, motherfucker, look at you. What did yeah, you? He said this and he did that. Uh, the one thing I think of parent, I know there's some certain programs 
that if you've been homeschooling your children, uh, that there is some monies for you. Like I know there's some some programs. I wish I remembered the the place that that you go into. But um, yeah, if you because that is a profession. Yeah, like, like uh, doing uh, doing the homeschooling, teaching and stuff. There there is some some type of money you can get for that. The thing about it was so funny. And again, it goes back into some of the things we talked about earlier. Uh, when, you know, when we talk about black people are always so hell bent about breaking away from the system. It's like, well, this is a perfect time to get it. Why are you complaining that there's no school when we've always talked about this is uh, the public uh, fool system? So we should be excited. There and could have been so many online, virtual, Afrocentric schools that were put in place. There was a few that popped up, but there are ones that popped up, disappeared. I know me and my team, we created a tutoring program yeah. that we're going into our second semester of it. But at the same particular time, to me, what I saw is I lost faith in a lot of these people that was always talking about the moment and the moment was here and they show, didn't show up for the community. They did the same exact thing. They always did talk, 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 talk. It's just like, if you're not showing improving in this moment, I don't really know when you're going to have the right opportunity. Cause if this wasn't the opportunity to show how we can do alternative um, systems outside of the system that we're in, I, I don't know when you're going to get another opportunity. Yeah, like yeah, because so for, so here locally, so I taught classes with the voice of the youth. I taught classes with Escape Velocity, and I taught classes with the uh, Yes We Can, the uh, brother who um, they teach young entrepreneurs. Um, I'd have thought there would have been way more of these organizations setting stuff like this up. Mm. Like for all the, so let's just take all the same groups that were protesting all summer. You know, all those groups that showed up all summer who, who, was, who was jumping on the, the, the BLM, on the I'm trying to be here where the cameras are, all that, who were addressing the education system in their complaints. So now you've got COVID, homeschooling. Okay, we, well, we need to teach these young boys and girls uh, all these different things. Uh, you keep saying that, what you're saying, like we keep saying the education system is failing them. It's all this, that, and the third. So all this money, because because there's something we don't talk about too. There's a lot of money that got handed out to a lot of these groups over 2020. A lot of money. What is it like? Seven billion dollars went to Black Lives Matter as an organization. Not a dollar of it went to any community anywhere nationwide. Mm. You know, people were setting up stuff. All right, well, your local city, your county, your state was giving you know these organizations money to try to implement things because they felt guilty at the time or they felt pressured. And a lot of those groups didn't show up, mm-hmm. you know? So when we look at, you know, moving forward into the year and that self-awareness and, and sitting there saying, okay, this is what I'm on. This is what I've been on. Let me be accountable to my decisions. Now I got to move forward. If we are going, we're going to dress ourselves. We're going to dress our health. We're going to dress our money, our families and stuff. What's one message we'll say is 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 we are, we 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 wind down. What's one message you would say to ev- to after we've cleaned up our house, our individual house, all the folks out there who was fronting for 2020, yeah. all the people out there who were uh, I'm gonna act like I care to get a check and then go back to do my business. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I care about the community to get in front of the cameras to uplift my company or my election I'm running for. Or or my whatever, because in 
getting things together and, and moving forward in this year, after we get our house in order, we got to do something about our neighbor. So what would you say is, is, is a message that you would send out to them folks that you know was fraudulent? Um, you'll be judged by the legacy you leave. Now you'll be judged by the legacy you leave that, 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 I mean, the proof is in all that we leave, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's our children, you know, when you look at your children and you can sit there and say, wow, that's honorable. Or you can say, damn, I could have probably did some different things. Um, what people will say about you, people can say all day that, you know, he was an asshole, but most of the people that would say that are people that I'm not close to. <laughs> most of the people that I'm close to and really knew me will be like, dude, like he was more phenomenal than what you probably saw in the work. It was just like, he was a real friend. You know, he, he's a real stand up guy. Um, and I, and I just have to just really ask folks, it's like, what do you want to leave as your legacy? Like, what do you want? What, what do you want people to say? You want people to make up things about you? Because just watching um, in the last, gee, it's crazy, man. In the last 48 hours, just having people that I know, one young woman that I was very close to and another one uh, man that I looked up to when, when I was coming up, my, my OG, one getting murdered and another one dying abruptly, not knowing what happened and just sharing conversations with her in like two weeks ago. It's like you'll be judged by the legacy you leave. I'm in one light talking about the woman in this, just all she meant to me. In the other light, I'm talking about my OG, like, damn, that Negro was always into some shit. You know what I'm saying? So his demise is kind of like, eh, it, it figures. But even in a sense of one, one of the elders that actually, you know, passed um, last year, it was just looking at what she left um, with her children and her 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 husband and things of that nature and looking at the love that she, you know, what I'm saying left. It, it, it's 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 a beautiful thing. And it's always to me about the legacy you leave. It's always up to me about what great seeds that you plant. And I feel like I've planted a lot of great seeds, not only with the work, but with the people that I've touched, I've incorporated with, um, to be able to have all of what I've done throughout the years manifest and not only manifest, but be utilized to supporting other people's dog. In 2020, me and MJ and, and some of Team Boy, we was on a mission to give a thousand gifts to families in need on the holiday. And you know, I don't rock with no Christmas. I don't care nothing about none of that stuff. I'm like yeah. capitalism, blah, blah, blah. But this time I said, you know what? I'm going to switch up. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my black Santa hat on and just really um, make it make sense. It ain't going to be like, just like with three black chefs, it ain't going to be that many people that going to need gifts. Brother, 1,000 went from 2,000 plus. And we spent money in, in a way where those kids that woke up on the 25th are like, what the hell, mom, dad? Like, I thought you was holding out. Yeah, like, I thought because we went to the places that really I would have went for my child. Like, this is what they want. This is what she wants. This is what he wants. Yeah. It wasn't just, all right, let's just thank you for anything that you give us for those who, um, you know, donated. It was like, nah, I'm going to Vans, going to Crocs going to nike i'm going to stores that i trust me i hated giving all this money to but i did also make sure that i supported 
as many black businesses as I can, but this is going into a whole different subject. And we'll talk about this probably a little bit about this next show. I would love to, because it was like, I could spend 500 at a black business and get maybe 10 things. I can spend, you know, 500 at a store that's more set up and get a hundred things. And that's the unfortunate part about what we have to start scaling when we talk about manufacturing our own, but that's for another story. But the bottom line, what I'm saying is what was done, not only for black families, but all families struggling, Latino, yeah. uh, Asian, white, <laughs> that's everybody came up. Everybody. It's that we have to understand humanity will always prevail. Are you going to be humane in a place where everybody is else is acting like this is a jungle and they're acting like monsters, creatures, and savages. You don't have to be that. You can have savage mentality, but you don't got to eat everybody to get on top. And that's me. I'm not going to eat everybody to get on top. What I'm going to do for me, I'm going to try to make sure as many people around me eat. And that's the thing about how I want to navigate and want people. We cannot in this moment turn ourselves into the savages we hate ourselves and because we're not eating right now be so reluctant to do the steps or to take from others that have worked hard enough the only unfortunate part about this pandemic it's not only showed the graciousness of individuals but it's also showed the savage the greedy and the just downright inhumaneness of individuals because so much of our violence of our gun violence in all our communities has risen 100%. And that just lets me know people are looking at this moment as an eye for an eye and we can't. This has to be a moment that we support, give, and push our endeavors, our families, and, and, and love on each other more than we ever loved on each other because that, to me, helps us build in what we've lost in that humanity. This is not normalized, but here, what we were doing wasn't normal. We got to get back to normalness in a sense of family should always come first. Then comes your friends and whatever you believe in. I ain't going to break that down, but whatever you believe in yeah. comes in. And then you have to have those principles. I literally could not even celebrate Kwanzaa on the principles. Why? Because I've seen too many of these principles broken in our black community. And I wasn't going to partake in this idea of principles when we are not um, adhering adhering to the principles at this particular time. Because if we were going to ever be in principles of Kwanzaa, it should have been right now, right here. And I feel that we'll get there soon. So all these things that we've been coming out this past year, whether you, you thrived from 2020 or if you just barely survived through it, uh, every new day is a new opportunity. And, you know, I, I, I wish everybody the best in this new year. You know, yeah. uh, 2020 may have got the best of you, but it doesn't mean that that it, it didn't beat you. Like I said, you're still here. You got to look those problems in the eyes and say, you know, is that all you got? These are the types of things we discuss, the things we talk about. And then when you hear it and you're amongst your people, make sure it's something that you say something about. Um, Jermaine Morris, where can folks find you, Mr. Axius, online for more riveting conversation like this? Very Axius on IG, Facebook, and make sure you tap into Black Blueprints with a Z. Black Blueprints with a Z. Um, Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Every other social media platform is at CEO. Be sure to check this out wherever you hear it, Apple, iHeart, anywhere. Please leave a, a review, a comment. We greatly appreciate it. 
prosperity, man. Come on, push up, man. Hey, listen, we're gonna do our best this year. This week, we listen, we focused this year, man. Last year, we kind of ended it. This year, we working on our podcast, and that just speaks to volumes. We've been more concerned about other people and doing other things to support other people, but we getting back on our podcast pushing say something because i'm tired of seeing everybody else win and this shit is trash <laughs> trash it's been say something podcast and until next show holla, holla at you later <laughs> yeah.